what is up, my gaggle geeks? Welcome to another episode. We're going to be talking about Peacemaker. We're going to be talking about Uncharted, video games. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola doesn't like Marvel. There's tons of stuff to go over. And of course, uh, you know, actually not of course. <laughs> well, I would all, it would always be an of course because I love you so much. But I am joined by my wife, Natalie. <sighs> Welcome. Hi. Hi. Actually, my name is Cole. I'm, oh. I'm Cole. I oh, I just heard a knock, actually. Oh, man, here. we were just about to trash that he wasn't in yet. <laughs> Do you want me to go open, go let him in? You know, let's let him breathe for a minute. Okay. I'm just kidding. No, you can, <laughs> we can get him. <laughs> while we get, while we bring Cole in, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to me dressing up for once for a podcast. Yay! <laughs> We're on. Welcome, Cole. Yeah. Thank you, Natalie. <laughs> of course, Frank has has beef with that. How's it going, man? Very good, dude. I, roll. I figured it would be maybe a few minutes. So I was like, let's just let's just talk trash about him for a while. Oh and yeah. That way that it would sense. be live, and we can yeah we can work on it from there. That means you're really one of my friends now. <laughs> talking trash. If, if if we don't have that, what will we have on the show? Right? Nothing. Exactly. How's your week been? Uh, very, very good. Right? It's uh, it's post Oscars, pre anything kind of good, pre Batman, post bad rom coms. But Batman is coming. Batman's coming. Yeah. They, did Batman. you did you get did you get something? Did you get a little something? A little something, something. Did you get a little email talking about? Not so. My email? The emails go to my guy, and then my guy. To your gets guy. To I have a guy. He he can't forward you in somehow. He and the way that you say eventually. this sounds like he's a drug dealer. So you need to clarify. <laughs> so my, he's my guy on the side. You know, the owner slash editor of the magazine that I write for is the yes. one that gets the direct communication from people that send out screener links, mm -hmm. which is what you're talking about. I don't think this is a screener link. I'm pretty sure they're it's gonna they're gonna have us go invite. to the yeah. But we do get both of those depending on the things, right? Mm -hmm. But let's cut into the first thing, which uh, if you all know the beginning of these shows, that's always beginning with it's gaggle of geeks. What are you geeking about? Cole, do you know what I've been geeking about? Tell me. I've been geeking about. Just clips, so clip episodes of podcasts, like not full podcasts, but just okay. the clips. I don't know why. What, like, I don't, I so what kind of podcasts? To, you got to fill me in. Well, here's the thing. We, we've talked about, I don't think we've talked about what our inspirations are for this show or like where it's evolved from, but it's, like, I've always wanted this to be kind of like a comedy more centric podcast. It doesn't work because I'm not as funny as I want to be, but like, I don't know, podcasts like Your Mom's House, I love a lot, like okay. Tom Segura, Christina Pasitsky. Um, I really like Tiger Belly, if you know Bobby Lee from Matt TV. No. He does one that's really good. There's there's tons of these little clip episodes or like montage clips of just like interviews with certain people and stuff. And like, I don't know, it's taken like four hours of my day uh, just listening to those things. I don't know if it's a fun thing to geek about, but that's what I've been really... That's what you're doing. And honestly, the Batman score... Like I've listened, I yesterday the Catwoman theme came out, and dude, <laughs> it sounds exactly like a noir. 
Like, exactly. It sounds like the girl that walks into the office that's mysterious and is like, you have to come help me with something. You know, that kind of smooth the jazz femme, feel. Femme fatale. Yeah, a little the... bit of like James Bond, some godfather to it. Mm -hmm. It's so good. This is truly a what are you geeking about moment. Mm. And like it's called Gaggle of Geeks. If you're a geek enough that you're seeing each individual like light motif score drop for this movie that you are looking forward to. Dude, I think it's, it's that insane. is your moment. And the interviews. I'm watching way too many interviews of this. Like, like everything I can get my hands on as far as looking. If, did you see the clip that just came out? So we're still getting to know each other's movie like world. Yeah, yeah. I am a very staunch don't read, see, do oh, dude, this, anything. That's going to make this tough. Anything before God. something comes out. <laughs> well, I understand that. And I and I and we do respect that. We make sure that we put spoiler yeah. alerts, all that stuff. We've got the button for that and everything. <laughs> However, I do have to say, it doesn't bug me anymore. As much as it used to, it doesn't bug me now. Like, I would have bugged you like a year ago. Or no, like you... if if I were to find out some new reveal about oh, this new Batman movie, yeah. to me it only enhances the experience because I'm excited to see whatever that thing is. Like the 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 reveal of something, yeah, even if it's a secret or not, doesn't I I don't get really upset if it's spoiled just before, unless like I don't know I can't think of anything that. That would necessarily, because I'll be honest, I've checked out, I've checked out all the Avengers spoilers when they were coming out, all the Endgame stuff that didn't bug me. Like, if anything, it was just kind of like, oh, they're right. Like, it was never something that was upset. It was just like, huh, huh? that guy, that guy just was like, because people so love did, scoops, hold, you know. Where did you get Endgame spoilers before we went? Oh, because well, we were there. Uh, Marvel Studio spoilers, which I'm convinced they have people in there. Like, they've actually got Marvel reps in there that are like, most definitely Patrick Stewart. Like, you know what I mean? In the Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I can kind of say that because most people are already talking about that, right? And Patrick Stewart is now putting out little clips of him being like, we'll just have to wait and see. It's like, oh, crap. Okay. Yeah, well. Okay, Andrew Garfield, you're not in Spider-Man. Like okay. <laughs> well, he didn't even say it like that. He's just like, many people imitate my voice. I was trying to do Bane a little bit with that. That <laughs> sounded a little more Many people have Bane. imitated my voice as, well, and as yeah, you imitate. There's a lot of right, imitations, right. and so I sold away my rights to marvel to imitate xavier <laughs> sure patrick spoilers don't they don't bug me like i don't get mad at people that will spoil things for me but in the world that i can control mm -hmm. i do not go out and like try to ruin the experience for myself because no. it really does i i noticed it wasn't that i was getting mad at movies that i was getting spoiled it was that i noticed how much more i enjoyed mm. movies that i didn't know anything about before i walked into them and so i wanted to replicate that for also the big budget things that i I was noticing like a waning in my enjoyment of. Yeah, I think my enjoyment gets affected more so if somebody who's seen it and I haven't is already like dunking on it, you know? Mm. Like I'm more of like the, at the end of the day, put your opinion, opinion out. But when you're throwing out statements like if anybody likes this movie, they're garbage. Or like if anybody thinks this is good, I don't know. I don't know what your problem is. Like I never approach a, bad movie that way i more or less approach the movie like on its merits this is why this sucks to me not necessarily the people that watch it suck this is like, a whole other conversation but like an attachment to but so I what movie people, judgment are you willing to make if i came what? in and i said like what what is the most egregious sin that a movie lover can can commit 
in your mind as far as like a movie that oh, you they know like how about that this? You, they we'll get into or that. a movie that they don't that they should we will get into that because i kind of have a I, I have a i think i know where you're going and i've got a little bit of a segue for okay you. cool do you have anything that you're geeking about other than uh i, I don't think you've even asked what you're geeking i mean about. i geeked uh i'm a horror wonk you're and a what a horror okay horror, pronounce that one <laughs> horror movies the october fair um I love horror movies and there's a new Texas chainsaw out this week. Just they, they slid it into Netflix mm. and I liked it. I geeked about that. Okay. So we can, we can actually begin with reviews and talk a little, cause I saw that too. Okay. And I do have a, a, a similar feel towards it, but a lot of people are upset about this movie and see, this is, another I, thing I have an that opinion enhances about that too. My enjoyment of movies is mm. I don't care anymore what people are getting mad about online. So tell me, tell me why people, well, no, tell me your opinion of mm. Texas Chainsaw. Mine was good. Yours was. Nobody went to the, if you went to this movie expecting this to be like the next scream or the no. next or, 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 or a, a new send up of the medium. That's not exactly, that's not at all what this is. No. And it's perfectly normal and fine. But like, out of like, to me, the Texas Chainsaw Massacres, it's like Saw in my opinion. Like you're not going in for a, a great story. You're going in because you like splatter film. You yeah. like the gore. You yeah. like the blood. Maybe it doesn't make sense, but hardly do the hardly do these films ever make sense. And I, I you can make fun of a lot of the plot in this. And like I'll be honest, Cole, you're dressed like you could be some of the people coming off that bus trying to live at the play. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It's it's rough. Like the whole plot synopsis of that is like, okay, so a cult is showing. Like when the Texas guy said that, I was like, yeah, absolutely, that's a cult. They are. They're about to go drink Kool Aid. So that's insane. And like, I I think that the the setup to why the family is still there, they don't really explain that too well. But it, again, if you're looking for like stupid I don't answers want them to. to stupid I, questions, that's what it feels like to but me. But genuine, like genuine screenwriting wise, like this this was not trying to be citizen Kane and it wasn't, but screenwriting well, wise, I did. I citizen hate Kane. it. What's the citizen Kane of horror films. This isn't trying to be the exorcist. The first Texas chainsaw even. Yeah. Is one of those that are held in high esteem. So I, I hate when movies try to over explain like what happened in the meantime, like just drop us in this family's still there in this weird ghost town. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's roll with it. The 2018 Halloween did great. With with going bringing it back, doing new things, Halloween so kills your not so much. Yes, it didn't do as well, and so, I think a part of that is because they kept trying to build this this backstory that just it, it can work if you try to not force it, yeah. right? And Halloween kills one, forced. It works to me because it just it, he's just there, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily any other situation than like he just never left. He's just there, right? But also very well. Sorry for just spoiling. Not... I don't care. I don't. Leatherface is in this movie. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, and like spoiled. spoiling a horror film. It's unless it's Saw. Saw and maybe some of the Insidiouses. They had uh, some decent twists mm. <laughs> that you could spoil. No, this one like Leatherface shows up. It's Texas Chainsaw. You made an apt comparison. It, this is not as good as Halloween 2018, and that's kind of what it was trying to do, bringing back our like main heroine from the original that's really, really good. Mm. It's better than Halloween Kills, though, in my opinion. Halloween Kills, I have more fun with the stupidity. Texas Chainsaw, I believe, set its mission out and accomplished it better. Yeah. 
what do you have with it? You've got Texas. You've got your Texans. Fine. However, there is a you chainsaw there. You've got the Austin, Texas people who are coming off the bus, and you've got the the small town Texas people. They all have their one liners and silliness. You've got a chainsaw. They're doing the chainsaw stuff. And honestly, some of the moves that they that the guy was doing was oh. kind of funny. Like kills. when he just throws it, it's hilarious to me. Kills like, in this movie far epic. better than Halloween kills. <laughs> Anytime he throws it, it reminds me when um, Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi just says screw it and throws his lightsaber <laughs> up. At him. But it doesn't look cool. It's just like, yeah. And we're back. Woo! There's just a little bit of a weird flicker going on. But uh, yeah. They didn't like us talking about that movie. We should probably move into whatever the next thing is. We're just... so on Letterbox, right? You do. You're a Letterbox kind of man. Uh, do you give rankings? Would you Would you give Texas Chainsaw? Uh, what did I give it? I think it was a six point five out, out of, of five. Yeah. Like, look, <laughs> you, you still have to judge it based on horror films, right? But do you? For, yeah, but but you have to also admit that you're you're biased to loving you know some slop, mm -hmm. and this is slop more than anything. That doesn't mean Slav's bad, in my opinion. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. This was up my alley. Nice. Well, let's move over to another film that we checked out this week that might have been up your alley. I don't know. I didn't ask you your thoughts about this yet, but this is our quick Uncharted review. And I guess a little commentary on video game adaptations because we got Sonic 2 coming up soon. Yeah. And yeah, there's some stuff that's happening. So what are your thoughts first on, um, on Uncharted and... Oh, We'll see what else. Uncharted was kind of exciting because this is the first. I'm I'm kind of a big video game person, and we're going to talk even more about video games even later. And this is the first video game adaptation where I knew nothing mm -hmm. about these video games. I the last PlayStation I had was a PlayStation Three, and I really only had a few games for it. I was always more of a Nintendo. We're about to talk kind about the Batman Xbox movie, video games, dude. And you, you <laughs> they had Arkham. Was Arkham Knight PS3? I never played Arkham Knight. I, I think it's because it was PS4. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I I have roommates with Switches, and I've got an Xbox One. That's kind of the direction that I end up going oh, okay. in my modern video gaming. But I was way more into video games when I was in high school, and that's, I think, pre-Uncharted. I never got... And so I know nothing about this, and so I came into it as a movie... And it reminded me a lot of sometimes in like the late 2010s when I would go see a movie like I Am Number Four that mm -hmm. I knew was based on a YA book that I hadn't read. And so I knew they were making references that I didn't get. And it just seemed like lazy screenwriting as a person that's just going in trying to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Uncharted was bad. It it was kind of bad. Tom Holland, who's a person that I love with my whole heart. Mm -hmm. It was really bad. Mark Wahlberg. It was a really bad adaptation i so i i'm a video game fan and i know the brand naughty dog and so i know when he was like opening up the chest and i saw that little sticker mm -hmm. i was like oh that's an easter egg i i get that like behind the scenes production thing yeah um turns out this is like the same as the red dead people i guess but this is dumb goonies that's that's what i call it it's dumb goonies oh we have we have tom holland and uh, i understand what they were trying to do with with saying that he's older by insisting that he drinks almost every other scene. So, and, and I wondered if that then was under underselling that constantly with him chewing bubble yum, which has nothing to do with the character from what I understand. I've you haven't played the up. games either. I've looked it up to see like, does okay. he chew gum? Is there anything to do with gum in these things? Is he a bartender though? Cause like what I felt is that this Even character that, in the video game was just... probably supposed to be older and just an angry drunk, but then you cast, cute tom holland as angry scruffy drunk 
and then you didn't know what you were doing. Well, I don't think he was necessarily angry, scruffy, you know, a drunk guy, but he, I don't know, the character with his brother, that that setup is fine, right? Like, that was a cool, I'm fine with that, we can go with the adventure. The way that they kind of just drop that and don't really do anything with it was frustrating, but the initial setup to the movie, I was actually pretty down for. But then we start seeing, like, some of the cracks in what they're trying to set up and, and how horrible their exposition scenes are like almost every other scene is exposition and how horrible even just the, how the mark treasure hunt is, was how mark Wahlberg is like the departed but for for paw patrol <laughs> like he he just toned it down a lot but he, really he's just a jerk and like there's no reason that anybody should be working with him the entire time yeah but then they give him a redemption at the end it had maybe one of the worst worst throat slashes i've ever seen in oh any, yeah in any form their villains are are completely off and and you know what i'm talking about right it looks like they just drew visually lipstick. it looked, it looked like they drew yeah. lipstick on his neck and that was what it was like, i went that is not what blood looks like i walked out of the theater and then watched texas chainsaw that night and i was oh, just blown away so that this one like, the other crappy netflix like 12th sequel in a horror franchise was doing visual effects so much better than a tom holland blockbuster well and it, and it proves that like they really were trying to go young but insist tom's old so it's like yeah he's old he drinks but blood and no blood i mean that's that's the fault of the pg-13 rating but also he swears a ton like oh shit that's pretty shit, much all he does like that's it shit compiled like 50 percent of the dialogue in the screenplay i guess well and it really feels like we're like trying to remind him here. that he's an adult but it's still cute tom holland and it's still pg-13 and they still want spider-man people to come see it because it's sony it's what we'll see in the next spider-man trilogies <laughs> like they're like we have to prove he's older because this dude's just not aging like they'll just keep looking at him like do we need to reverse this de-aging technology for tom holland if we want to do any more spider-man with them i mean the meme that went around this week like i can't believe we grew up with tom holland over the past five years and it's pictures of him from every movie and he looks the same for the past five years yeah yeah everyone else grew up with this it's a huge problem if they were to insist that he was young and stick to it everywhere he went he should get carded that should be in the story (laughs) I was thinking that the entire time. I was like, I can't even go into a Walmart and buy an R-rated movie without being carded, every uh, without being asked for an ID. I if, have if Tom never. Holland can go, if he can do it, if he can go in and not get carded, then maybe the, the it'll I'll believe the rest of this. But Mark Wahlberg was ridiculous. He had like happening, like levels of acting with him, where it's like, oh, I don't know if you want to get in touch. Do you want to fight with me, Tom Holland? Do we have a problem? It was bad. It's like, dude. <laughs> The, the villains, man, they, there's just nothing to them. So this could have, even with the villains being bad, even with the general acting being kind of bad, I could have been on board with just cute Tom Holland and whatever Mark Wahlberg taking us on an adventure if the like traps and puzzles and other things were at all interesting. So you say crappy Goonies or whatever. Dumb I say goonies. crappy National Treasure. Like there were so many opportunities they had too. to like tie in. And Tom Holland for the first third of the movie was trying to give us history lessons wherever we looked. And then he just Mm. stopped doing that. Like if he had been a nerd and like was geeking out about Magellan and this whole adventure that they're trying to go on, I could have been on board with that. No, he was a nerd at the beginning. And then he was just like, Oh, it was Magellan. Like that's how he talked about 
the stuff at least yeah not until towards the end when he started like messing with the keys and stuff i don't care about spoiling in this movie no. either you see what i mean like they, f- if, they f- if if one movie's fine to spoil then all of them kind of are like just don't be a dick about it if somebody doesn't want you to yeah. like respect wishes that's all <laughs> but the we're s- not respecting any of yours the set piece at the end which i imagine had to have come from the video games because it was too cool for this bad movie to have come up with on their own with the the helicopters airlifting out these two old ships and fighting here's where i fell in love with it though that was cool that third act it won me over and it made me so mad because i was watching this like damn it this is this is stupid and fun and kind of love. Oh man, is he swashbuckling off a thousand decade, like two million year old rope, and it's not like detangling? Oh my god. Okay, this works. I'm into it. But what do you think? They're like, what is the intention for this series? Do they are they planning a trilogy? Do you think they're like they have the setup at the end? But do they have like, is this like Sonic? You know, where this first one they're like really hope this works, and then it worked. They did have a little tee off, and then that's the yeah. end. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many video games they have to base it on. I don't know if they care. Well, let's talk about but... that. Where does where does this rank? Because when you when you look at any genre that have like you're grading on a curve, mm-hmm. it's game it's game adaptations. Video games are bad. Where, like you're never gonna get an A. My like, favorite. <laughs> it's an A for a video game adaptation, and that's Jumanji. Honestly, that's like the the top. Echelon. But Jumanji's not actually based on a video game. It's no it's a little there's no, we can pretend it's about hey, a video game box offices are pretending let's pretend no if the box I, office pretends we can that's bullcrap no this is like the oscars we don't have to play their game we're our own thing <laughs> we don't have to say what should be an oscar thing we don't have to just because everyone else is doing it we're smarter than that we know that jumanji wasn't actually based on a video are, game i don't think i'm smarter than have that. have you played the jumanji video game no, but I played the board game. It doesn't exist. I played the board game. It's based game. on a board game. That's different. Yeah. Clue. But like in your board game that that movie adaptation. There, that little orb, you're telling me that's not some type of projection tech that they don't, you know? It's a it was literally game. a car. I had the board game. It was a and card. How is it and not, how is it it not the most a of a VR game that you will ever get? It's the most VR you'll ever have. So so the new Jumanji's <laughs> Even the board game, it becomes VR because the things come to life. The new Jumanji's <laughs> are like Tron. It wasn't an actual video okay. game, but it's about a video game. Those mm. movies are good. Anything that is based on an existing property of a video game is bad. Mm. Everything. And the funniest Detective thought I had. Pikachu. That was not. It was that was a video game. There I was mean... literally a Detective Pikachu video game. So and, you know, that's I would say that's pretty good. That would be the best, you know, but it is the loosest you know and it's screw it. I liked Mortal Kombat. That was good. The newest one. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm on board. I, I kind of enjoyed the first one, if I'm being honest. But it's it wasn't bad. the worst thing to me. <laughs> the, I had a thought about halfway through this movie that I I'd played some Assassin's Creed, and I thought, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if there was an assassin? Like, oh no. Before I finished my thought in my head, I remembered that there was an Assassin's Creed video. Yep. Suddenly, movie. you just have like a Vietnam flashback and start looking backwards. Yeah. So like. Video games are cool, and watching people play video games is fun, and they're a great medium on their own. We don't have to make them bad movies every time, even if they've got a plot. Mm. It doesn't work. Yeah. It will, you know what I think work. happens is the these video games, a lot of the time, movies are already kind of influencing video games, right? Uncharted is kind of influenced by Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah. But when you try to re- go back and reference the two it can get a little screwy. Mm. And this one did that a few times where it's like, I hate nuns. Like, okay, 
whatever. That's a, that's a weird <laughs> like, joke, and I didn't know that you actually don't like nuns, and why do they scare you? What's the what's the issue with this? He had seen the nun in the Conjuring universe, and that they they didn't say that. <laughs> they didn't say that. Now it, we're making up our own. I rules. mean, it took me a second to remember. Oh, this kid grew up in a Catholic orphanage. That's why he hates nuns. But but even then, they were just, just referencing I hate snakes. That's yeah, all. It, like it was it was thrown in for nothing really. Just yeah. Like I don't know. But what do you guys think about this movie? If you've seen it, leave a comment down below and let us know. And uh, with that, let's move over to you know I should have you watched Peacemaker? No. You haven't watched any of it? No. That's what Natalie was up here to talk about. We were going to talk about um, uh, the first season of Peacemaker. Yeah. And which in this type will tie in a little bit to the anger that I have okay. with um, you know, with this stupid series. Well, with not the series, the fandom. Man, you really haven't talked about it? I, I want to hear you talk you gotta about get, it. You got to come back up here. We got to do it. Have you seen the intro to it at least? No. Oh, my gosh. I've avoided it entirely. Because you didn't like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, and because I don't have time. You didn't like the Suicide Squad. No. Ooh, interesting. I mean, it was fine. It was absolutely mid tier Suicide Squad movie. Better yeah. than Ayers, right? Yeah. Okay, but still not not good. That's fascinating. I I I don't know. It was it was. So when you write, do you rank movies like in general, like as a person, as a movie reviewer? <laughs> as a, no, as a dog. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, do you have a big list of all your 2021 releases kind of thing and see like no, what spot Suicide Squad's? My, my ADHD can't handle that. You know, like everything's my number one. <laughs> it's okay. If, if you tell someone to like rank that, that's like, so I'm, a, I, I, am, I can't even rank like what types of food I want in the morning. Like it's oh, always no, whatever's I, the, the zestiest. Literally you know? the way my brain works is everything is in list. This is better than this. This is ranked better than that. Everything is that format. And so out of the, like the, oh, <laughs> welcome hi so we need to talk a little bit about peacemaker and we need to pitch to cole here why it's the it's the one so okay gonna... so why do you not like the concept of it or why are you avoiding yeah. it so ardently uh i mean not ardently. i just i like movies more than tv shows in general and there are other tv shows i would write like the boys i've heard much good things about when you're talking about superheroes they're gonna swear at you and i'd rather catch up on that and that already has three seasons and i'm probably not gonna do that so i just keep watching movies <laughs> and well no i i can appreciate that because i i'm the opposite like i would rather watch a tv show than a movie because i just like the the broken up section of it so i can't really like get mad at him for being like i'd rather watch a movie when I don't well, like when people get when people get mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's why we need to pitch this to him because I don't think that he, if he didn't really like the Suicide Squad, I do think this is different enough that he will appreciate this still. Okay. Because you didn't really like the Suicide Squad as much as I no. did, and Peacemaker, if anything, would you say would make you watch the Suicide Squad again and like it because now you've seen Peacemaker. Well, I don't know that I would like it, but, <laughs> but I would that character least... you'd be more interested watching their scenes again, like revisiting potentially. Okay, so <laughs> the, the first the the intro to this it's unskippable. Like they they defeated the skip it button because of how fun it is. Like I watch. Does HBO Max have a skip the intro button? Yeah. Oh, they totally do. Okay. And so they they've defeated the skip button. John Cena is actually a good actor in this. Like actually, yeah. <laughs> he's he's better than he's been. In yeah. other things, but I don't know. Did that you I see Trainwreck with Amy? <laughs> no, I actually yes, I did see that. 
That is some A Cena right there. He's better mm. than he's been in some other things. Well, not only that, he he leads the whole thing. Like yeah. he he can be a leading man, which that in itself is yeah. pretty. It's a testament to him. Um, all the other side characters are hilarious. Did you watch Arrow on CW? Yeah, sure. Oh my! Then if you watched Arrow, you deserve to you deserve to treat yourself to Peacemaker. I saw two seasons of Arrow. Way more. It, this isn't a CW. You know they've got a budget. They've got some stuff. Oh, I kind of like the CWs. There's a villain in the Arrow uh, called um, Vigilante. Mm-hmm. He's in this too, but it's a completely different take on the character. Oh, okay. He's the funniest character. He's basically a, a complete sociopath that will do like, uh, um, like what does he do when he like? What's the move where you move your hip out and you like pose? What would you call that? There's not a there's not he an does, actual word for it. No. no. Well, when he does that, like he's just he's, he's just the, kind of a silly, carefree, and... crazy person. Yeah. And it and it works so well. Um. There's a little bit of backstory with Amanda Waller that you find out that's really interesting. There's characters where who do they get to play? Who's Amanda Waller in these? Viola Davis. Okay, so still it's from the Suicide Squad. Okay, yeah. but um, her daughter's introduced in it, and she's really good. There's a, like yeah, she's peacemakers. Fighting he's fighting the KKK, man. Like it's 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 going after. It's going after everybody. So Ezra Miller is not the only character in the DC universe that's fighting the KKK. Well, can we talk spoilers real quick? Because Ezra Miller was in it. Okay. About to fight the KKK. <laughs> a part of me was thinking, like, I wanted to do a clip of, like. I know, I meant to look. Because if they're because if it's taking place in, because didn't you say, like, whatever North Carolina, like, the, the whatever North Carolina branch of the KKK were coming for you. Yeah, like, so like I was, that's like, the actual place. Like, hinting that that's <laughs> what he was just hinting for a flash Like, cameo. I don't know where Peacemaker is taking place. I meant to look that up before we did this, but I <laughs> So, because if so, then that's a cool, like, you know. I don't know if it's cool. Wait, I don't know if what well, he did was cool. It actually, it was he's a, he's a brave man, and if he's really fighting the KKK, you do that. Uh, I thought you were joking. Peacemaker actually, like, is it actual KKK or is yeah, it so like his, DC? His is a straight up dragon. Yeah, his dad is played by the okay. cop from Terminator Two, and he's a straight okay. up racist, like a hundred percent racist. And he trained Peacemaker to be that, and Peacemaker's trying to go against that, and he's just stupid. Like that's really the only problem with Peacemaker is that like he he lacks emotional kind of, intelligence. Kind of he's not able to process feelings. He's got no clue like how to handle like his dad because his dad basically this is a dad that is the opposite of ego like versus uh, Peter Quill where he's like, please join me. I want you to be part of this. Like, I don't want anything to do with you. You're the worst son ever. Like I want nothing to do with you. And they play with that quite a bit. Um, He's not the main villain in the story, but he's definitely, he's an overarching villain in, in a part that will return probably because season two has already been greenlit. It's the number one streamed show on HBO max, bruh. Number one show. Do you know what other shows are available on HBO Max for let's everyone that about, streamed this? Let, let's the talk Wire, about, The Sopranos, no, no, let's Game talk of Thrones, the that, they're, that they're dropping. They drop Batmite references. Batmite? Are you like? Come on. I'm not. Huh? It's got awkward. I mean, I'm not as excited about Batmite as you are. You got really well, the fact excited. That, about the fact that they're that. able to drop weird things like that and like and that it works. Yeah. Right. No, I really like it because it's. And I come into these things as a, I represent the layman who doesn't, you know, read comic books or know Batman's whole family that is going back 18 generations. Mm. But like, I really enjoyed it just as like kind of a standalone, like funny superhero type show with like cool characters and 
you know, some funny plot lines. So mm. that's my like, I would, I want to move away from like, you must watch this. No, no, we, like, no, we, we don't. really enjoy this show. Like <laughs> other people he's, who are interested should watch it. He's going to have to do the same to me. Like I, I, I just want to, okay. I want to attack him so that he can then be allowed to attack me. Okay. Gotcha. That's just part of it. Son of a bitch. You need to watch this thing. Just watch the, watch the intro. And if the intro doesn't sell you, watch the first episode. And if the first episode doesn't sell you, watch the then first just watch the first four and episodes. And if the first four don't, and just finish okay. it because you're already about, you know, halfway gotcha. there. People, so people on Twitter are throwing around like this is the best comic book TV show. Uh, well, that's that's weird because it's and I guess if you're not what, what if you're not a ranky guy, show, then right? I I'm not gonna ask you to rank them. But what would you? What, the boys off the cuff. or Peacemaker? How about that? That's a that's an interesting mm -hmm. battle because they feel equal. Okay. Yeah, because it's very different from like because I was thinking like what other besides like Arrow and the Flash or yeah because I'm a big the Flash like, like the Daredevil Flash on CW's on top. Mm -hmm. Daredevil like season Jesse one is my number one. Um, but comparing it to the boys, I think is a more fair comparison. Yeah, I would I say I this like... is this is the boys. If the boys turn, we're already superheroes, kind of, or yeah. working. Or have you seen Mystery Men? Yeah, it's like Mystery Men. That's the best sell you've made so far. Yeah, Mystery Men. It, it has a, it has a Mystery Men <laughs> sell. It's, it's superheroes. That does like, All Star play in the end credits? Cutlery, and I throw spoons at people. Like just villains that are completely like yeah. C list, the worst that you get the in, but they work and they're really yeah. good. No, I think that. That is accurate. I don't know. I think I probably like the boys a little bit better, though. If I'm gonna, they're, they've to, been around for more, but, but they're a lot more serious. Yes, too. Like yes, the boys, the boys have less humor than this. This has the James Gunn humor, kind of like from Guardians Two, which might not might not be a good sell. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. he just undercuts his moments a bit too much in the last episode, but every every other time it, it seems pretty well balanced. Yeah, I would say the last episode is the only one where I felt kind of like like. Okay, I didn't need a joke right here. Like, I would have been fine without the joke, and you could have just had the moment. But the rest of it, I do feel like, is pretty balanced. It's mainly the last episode where that's an issue. I do wish, just like, as a person that consumes media in general, that we could get more, like, wholehearted comedies and wholehearted serious things, as opposed to everything Not feeling everything like it has to, like, bounce back and forth. Because if this was just, like unabashedly funny and doesn't care and doesn't need a serious moment. And so it's not really undercutting anything. It was just funny the whole way. Then people that are into funny the whole way, which is not necessarily me could like really dive in and really love it. But instead no one's ever happy because every, every single movie just uses this Marvel brand of humor where mm. kind of serious and dumb throwaway joke. And like, we can't, we can't get either. Well, speaking of very unhappy, I, I want to go into my rant, but if you if you want to if you want to leave before I do, it's, okay. it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going heard, after I've the fan. I've already fandom. heard this rant. Going times, after the fan. So. Thank you so much. Thank for you. That love you. I'll leave you too. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, Natalie. <laughs> so yeah, I think you should. Will you give Peacemaker a chance? Will you give Peace a chance? No, he's a chance. Of course not. He's a chance, dude. We're War, like all the uh, way. we're like a minute from a, a World War Three right now, <laughs> uh, and we usually like we didn't mention, but we record this podcast in Russia slash Ukraine, right? Yes, Dostoevsky. Everyone <laughs> joining us. Oh man. Well, we got a Frank alert, but sadly the camera doesn't catch him. Aww. He's just right in the corner. But he's. You can give me a rant. I'm ready. Okay. We we don't need you to talk. Okay. All right. Goodbye, Frank. So, 
the I'm going to spoil the ending to Peacemaker, okay? Well, I already did. Go ahead. So basically, once they're finished doing the thing, saving the world, whatever, uh, they're they're doing like that slow uh, group walk away from the thing that happened. Cool right? guys don't look at explosions. Mm-hmm. Okay, before go. the before the that happened at the beginning of the episode, they were trying to call in the Justice League to do something, right? <laughs> so at the end, you see the silhouettes of the Justice League showing up. Okay. And actually, Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller are there. But they have a silhouette of Wonder Woman, a silhouette of Superman. They don't talk through it, right? And the whole joke throughout the entire thing is that Aquaman has sex with fish. Like, that's the, like, Peacemaker keeps spreading that around. He's like, no, he totally does. Like, that's not a rumor. It's real. And so he's like, get out of here, fish effort, as he's walking away. And we already took care of this. (laughs) Um, Jason Moore's like, I'm so sick of that rumor. And then Flash looks over. He goes, it's not a rumor. (laughs) And Jason Moore was like, F you, Barry. Then that's the end. Like, that's all it is, right? Okay. Still, people found a way to get pissed off about it in really annoying ways. First thing, I mentioned four of those Justice League characters. Which two didn't I mention? Batman. And? And Cyborg? Yep. So those two aren't included, right? But if you're if you're a fan of all of these things and if you're if you know like kind of what's happening, you know Ben Affleck isn't returning. Yeah. Unless it's just for the Flash movie. So it wouldn't make sense to put him in, right? Mm-hmm. Cyborg, there's a huge problem there on any side that you take of that, right? Because not only is there the and by the way, we have to say this because one Snyder fan is gonna be a dick like right off the bat before we get a chance to say anything. We stand with Ray Fisher. We think that it's horrible, too, what's happened with the stupid executive decisions with Joss Whedon and the Justice League set. Like, if anybody can universally agree on anything, it's that everyone hates Joss Whedon. And that's totally okay and valid because he's kind of the worst, especially when he came and doubled down on all this in his recent interview. Dude, like that's 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 like being outed as a KKK member. Be like, but they've got like good snacks and it's not like we weren't already here before. And like they just try to came. It's absurd why my life is happier by not going and looking for this stuff. Well, we, we bring it in. I don't care. We bring it in because I get so mad at these Twitter people because they, they're they mad that Cyborg wasn't mentioned. Real. They're mad that Batman wasn't in it. Like, this is a slap in the face to the Snyder fans. Here's my question. If as if they put in a silhouette of Ray Fisher and it's not Ray Fisher and he doesn't have any dialogue, is that not offensive at that point, because there are so much problems with him, and he's basically been blacklisted from Warner Brothers, that they would bring that version of the character back and not include like Batman or something. Like, what what are you expecting? Do you so want I can't Ray Fisher track- to return to the film and the franchise that that was horrible to him that that gaslighted all of the the problems? Like, I don't know what this fandom wants anymore. And with the Batman coming out and me just wanting to freaking enjoy the thing that i want to enjoy without someone being like ben affleck will always be my batman i want to punch you in the face when like if i'm just like i love the batman so much and i'm excited to watch it and someone sneaks up behind me and goes but ben affleck are you one of those are you about to do that to me don't you do that to me no because i i don't care i'd like those people <laughs> don't bother me anyone can come up they behind bother me, me and when say... they start saying well obviously james gunn's a racist because they didn't include Ray Fisher. Those people are when, bots and when not real. one of the main real. characters is literally Amanda Waller's daughter, and his main character in the Suicide Squad was Idris Elba. Like, enough. I'm, I'm just tired of the, of the foul play with some of these fandoms. And DC's the worst. We're the worst. We're worse than Star Wars, in my opinion. 
we we had an agenda to get the Snyder cut right, and I'll include myself in that because I wanted the Snyder cut right. <laughs> I wasn't a I wasn't a turd that was going to be on Twitter attacking people that had a difference of opinion about it, but I wanted to see what was happening, and and I was curious, you know, morbid curiosity. I, I, I saw absolutely a- morbid curiosity defines me because I remember the day that it was trending for the first time, maybe like four years i don't know how long we have been dude it's been so long that's this. why i'm so exhausted by I, it. I retweeted the hashtag release the snyder cut because i said this is going to be trash and this is going to be an exercise in why fans don't run movies and mm-hmm. it's going to be a train wreck and i'm going to love it and then and something it came crazy out, happened and it was way better than i assumed and that it would be right it was actually okay yes it wasn't like the greatest thing of all time and the greatest comic movie ever made. Yeah, we but did this not have a lost not a train wreck, and this was actually fun watch. And it for was considerably it, better than the producer's cut, which for is four the hours. It goes part. through a little bit quicker than you would expect, even though it's four hours. Uh, the, it's a little no. bit. I think the four hours it feels more like three. <laughs> what movie feels like three hours though? Exactly. I, that, that's what I'm saying. This feels like I Return watched it King in its six cut. parts. No, it does it's not. Got, it's got kind of that. It run is time. worse than that. Um, I watched it in six different parts because that's how they kind of like divided. But this it is up. a better conversation than what was happening out there, right? Because people are now insistent on the David Ayer cut. Now we want the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. There's there's a small minority that's that, a really legitimate... that want the Schumacher cut. We want the Joel Schumacher Batman Forever full cut that we didn't get as fans, and. This happens now. All, all the they time. do is attack people that have any any excitement for any new DC property that's Snyder adjacent, that's not connected. Because that's true. I mean, they are missing out on something. the The way that they are going about it is obviously in bad faith. But we could have had a Snyderverse the way that we have an MCU, and the MCU obviously still dominates this conversation. And now we're not like they're what a it's coulda lost. shoulda. It's over now. I, Move I bring forward. up I bring up the dark universe it. every opportunity I can get because oh. that is my <laughs> lost. <laughs> That's my white whale. You realize that Universal <laughs> monsters were connected, and they had House everything. of Frankenstein. They had everything where they were all together, and they were trying. Oh, they were man. trying to create a cinematic universe in a world that had already like championed that and had it at the beginning. And then the movies were actually bad, but like we could have had a horror connected universe that way. The mummy dude. Oh, come on. The mummy was very awful. Such a bad idea of the dark universe thing. The best, the best idea that has ever not happened, but it's a lost treasure. Like, you know, then we got Invisible Man, and they're thinking about connecting like Invisible. At least, they oh, were and Ryan before. Gosling's got his werewolf movie mm-hmm. that's coming out. And Nicolas Cage is Dracula pretty so, soon. Like, I don't they think still, that's tied in though. They're still tied. They might. They I think might. they're going the the Sony Warner Brothers route, where it's just you know they're all standalones, and we're just we're just making good. Movies. When Invisible Man came out, at the end of Invisible Man, we thought that it was going to start connecting. We thought we were going to get like continuations of this, and it was like the comeback of the Dark Universe, but. So here's my final. So I understand. About, I understand well, where these Snyder fans are coming from because the they show. lost. They I will lost out on the show. But I will say this: Snyder, the, Snyder fans, uh, you Snydits, you Snydits. If you wanted more of your universe, maybe you should have beaten Peacemaker's box office number or any any of the box office numbers of the recent films that are come out you should have opted more for getting hbo max instead of canceling the month after because you were upset that they weren't going to continue the snyder cut 
you should treat people better that you talk to online that fans, have a different okay. opinion. But fans should and not have that kind of control. Just attacking like James Gunn for no reason whatsoever. Like he he wrote Dawn of the Dead that Zack Snyder directed. They're friends. There's not a fight. Snyder's gone. He went to Netflix. He's making his Star Wars movie. You know, everybody is happier except for you guys. That's what it feels like to me. Is that everybody's happy now to just be like, let's just see what we have now. It's it's okay to not cry over spilled milk, but they are just like bathing in it. You know, if you go to their corner of the internet, you but you you could it. just Twitter, not go Twitter, to that corner. Twitter is now a cesspool for them. Like they get things trending. They know how to work that algorithm really well. Then don't click on those things that trend. Why, like, why are you doing that? Don't I am on Twitter. Logic. I run what? different Twitter accounts, well, and I has no place. In Logic has no place in here. I don't find them because I We're don't go to, looking we, for we them. We get mad for no reason here, and we don't and we don't address the real issues that can get fixed. So, so you're getting mad about people that you're getting mad for no reason. That's right. That's exactly what I'm doing, <laughs> brother. And I, and you know what? I, I'm going to say one more thing. You're not allowed in my house. How about that? This is none the of the Snyder. <laughs> exactly. They can't even come into here. Okay. They can try, but like. You know, they'll have to say that they like Matt Reeves, but they'll never say that. Or that after this week, Pattinson's the greatest Batman that's ever lived. Do you really think that's going to happen? Dude, he's going to blow the water out from everywhere. Like, there's going to be, there's going to be parades, you know? This will be like, this will be like, um, you know how they introduced Spider-Man in Civil War? And it was like, oh, this is amazing. Can't wait to see more of them. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not putting him in a cameo at the beginning. You're getting a full thing. Imagine if you just got home and coming like boom, right in your face, right? That's what they've got for you. And not only that, it's uh, homecoming still has essences from the previous two versions where it's high school and stuff. We've never gotten a detective noir Batman. This is going to change everything. If it's bad, will you be able to admit it? Yes. Are you so yes, on the train? I was so excited for BVS that when I saw that cut, the first cut, I like the ultimate cut, but when I saw that first cut, I sat at a Denny's for two hours and owned up and just, just had to think about my life, right? Got sad. Think about my life choices. Yeah. That was 2016. I don't know if a movie's ever made me sad that way. Really? I've been, I've been disappointed. Oh, there's been movies, but... like there's dramas that, that like sit with you for a while. Eh, not like two hours in a Denny's that, like. Have you seen? Did you watch Mass? No. Okay. Um, like Schindler's List. Like, no. Really? You haven't seen it? No. I've, I mean, I've seen it's, it's Schindler's List, but yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. It's a, it's good, and it's you know, sit with it for a second. Like, I no. movies can movies can affect in that way. Not in like uh, and like there's there's some films that are so like gross that like after a while you feel gross. Like people get queasy with some movies. No, you don't have any emotions with them. I I like movies. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm not <Do> like <laughs> this. Could, you, this went do in you a mean you don't have emotion when you watch movies. This went in a way different direction. No, I, I, I mean I cry when I watch movies, but what's like, the last movie when that it you ends, cried? What's the last movie that you cried at? Literally, I mean, maybe the last movie I watched. I'm like Encanto. No, so <laughs> Uncharted and Texas Chainsaw. No, uh, Encanto. I cried at the end. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. See, they do sit with you. It doesn't sit after, like, I don't sit around thinking, 
I don't know, especially not in Kansas. It didn't like present anything brand new to like change my worldview. Sometimes I'll like call my mom and say, Hey, you need to check out this movie for this, this, and this reason. Right? Uh, that, that one, I think you're saying I can call my mom and just tell her I love her after a movie or something. I've done that too. So then it affects you. Yes, that right there. You're talking about well. First of all, we <laughs> talked about bad mo like movies that you were disappointed in affecting you to sit at a Denny's for two hours. But yeah. like, I don't know. Like, as far as like reevaluate my life. Well, I wasn't yeah. reevaluating my life, but I was thinking that's the last time I get fooled. But then I got fooled by the Batman. Yeah, you know. And hopefully it'll be a worthwhile one. Yeah. I, I from the clip, dude, it looks really good. I think it's gonna be good too. People have been dubbing over. Um, the clip with different versions of the theme songs so like the adam west -na 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 -na. and it's a really funny clip because it's batman punching gordon in the face pow <laughs> yeah so literally like it does that and then when he runs away it's just -na 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 -na. <laughs> and they did um burton's which actually sound really good yeah i i really feel that burton's dna is all over this this new one this is a burton-esque noir and I, I'm so there for it. And yeah. I'm really there. The other thing, uh, we're, we're, we'll be done with the with the Snyder fans in a sec. But uh, going after the Michael Keaton people, I don't like that. Like the people like Michael Keaton. And now we're hearing some fans being like, oh, he's so old. It's so lame. When they were getting mad when people were making that comparison to Ben Affleck. Like it's just like foul play to, to well, all of their stuff. Keaton's older than Affleck. Still. If you don't, if you if you are going against an argument that you were defending with virtually the same idea of the character, he's an old withered Batman, like old retired Batman. You know, I mean, these people are mad online. Logic is mm -hmm. not going to work against them, and so you just stop feeding the trolls. Nah, man, I want to feed them, but like, I want to feed them rat poison or something, or like it's not going to work. I want to give nah. you will make them stronger. Okay. okay. Yeah, but it's fun sometimes, right? I'm glad you enjoy Who, who's, it. Who's a fandom that you that you just what's the what's the movie thing that bugs you? That come from communities. Is it is it directors talking about Marvel films? Is it That's journalists fine. acting director asking directors about Marvel films? That's fine. I'm fine with all that because we can segue into that right now. Actually, it's another day, and another director chastised for commenting on superhero films. And this time up to bat is Francis Ford Coppola, the director of The Godfather, who went to say a couple things that I, I know that even to people that are like superhero films, you know, they're good, but they're no Dune. He just threw them all into the sands for a sandworm anus to eat him up. So what he said is there yeah. used to be studio films. Now there's Marvel Pictures. And what is a Marvel Picture? A, Mar a Marvel Picture is one prototype movie that's made over and over and over and over and over again. Wrong. That's a lot of overs. There have been a lot of Marvel films. Mm -hmm. He had less overs than he. there are actual films. But he went on to say you can take talented people like Dune and, and Denis Villeneuve and No Time to Die, extremely gifted, talented, and you could take both those movies and I could go and pull the same sequence out of both of them and put them together, the same sequences where all the cars crash into each other. So he's he's basically trying to say that like Dune, No Time to Die, Marvel, action, thrillers, they're all the same, cut from the same cloth. Um, why are people asking directors these questions now? Because what do you what answer do you think you're going to get? First uh, of all, hopefully a smart one like that. I mean, he said nobody, something nobody different. Nobody takes nuance out of these. Like they're they'll just be upset immediately. Though. I would like to. I would like to take some nuance. 
Oh, sure. What he said is, was pretty smart, the and there are elements. There are elements of even smarter blockbusters that delve into just having to check those producer boxes. And so, what he's saying about how Marvel has homogenized the action genre and it's infecting what could have been smarter action movies mm -hmm. is all very true. It's true, but at the same time, is there a, is there a point to having this be coming out for this sp specific group of people wanting to read it? Right? Who who is this for? I think it was for me. I learned something about a director that I appreciate and enjoy, and I took <laughs> what he said and believe it, and would like to reevaluate the way I watch my movies now. Yeah, but I don't know if that's <laughs> how they put it out. You know, they put it. Go out ahead and get mad. Bait. You want to get mad? I'm not getting mad. I'm just. Because I know that your side is, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But that that's that's not going to save you. You know what I mean? Because the majority of people either, A, tired of getting the same questions being told to, to directors. And Ridley Scott and Scorsese started, you know. I think it's kind of fun. You, see, you like the controversy then, in a sense. I mean, it's fun to <laughs> there you, a see. Little, <laughs> it's a little bit fun to just ask these people that you know don't like comic book movies what they think. It's weird that there's backlash i don't care about that i don't like spend hours scrolling like hate, i agree doom, too. and you're doom it, scrolling you're or whatever corner that i'm again that i'm mad at the director for this i'm not mad at the director mm -hmm. i'm mad at the journalistic integrity of maybe ask him more important questions other than so what do you think of marvel they probably did and then their last question that they like have on their list was also like hey what do you think about marvel and then he gave an answer and that's the only one that makes it past the editor and because that's when they know it's going to get clicks but that's the thing the clicks are poisonous yeah so in a sense there's they're i don't know without really like warning the director they're kind of setting him up to get attacked but does he care I don't know. That's kind of the big question. Probably right? not. I think Ridley I Scott wouldn't. at this point doesn't care. I think yeah. at this point he's the guy that would probably walk around naked in the streets, well, like but throwing stuff. Even if people. I'm just a successful director in general, if when I've been interviewed, I guess before, and when you're being interviewed, you just have to say, like, make sure that everything you say you're proud of. If you accidentally said something you don't want to get a lot of attention, tell them, and maybe they will take it out. You know, I've done the interviewing. I've been an interviewer, like both ways, and so. If he wasn't proud of that statement, he could have just said, hey, don't include the Marvel thing. Like, eh, I don't really mean it. If he's going to stand by this, like, who cares? So a corner of the Internet is going to hate him and he's never going to hear it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to dissect the psychology of why they react the way they do to it. You know what I mean? In who? My opinion, Which, who's reacting? Fandoms. Oh, okay. I think because they like a thing threatened. and they wish that it was legitimized by these people that are seen as but they forces. have legitimized it by claiming box office supremacy over creative auteur films. All they have to say is, well, at least we make money and we're the largest thing in the thing. Right. But that's but still at the same time. That still is downplayed. They, they want the validation yeah. from the people that are the. So I don't understand exactly where they want the Oscar from. noms. They want smart guys to say that these are smart movies and at the end of the day a few of them are better than others but people that are making auteur films are not going to they're not going to validate any there's not a single marvel project that has been truly that way like edgar wright's ant-man might might have had a chance to be the dark knight was pretty then, marvel mcu 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 you could also that's, probably that's say what we Black keep Panther. saying 
I, yeah, I think there was a Marvel formula, but there was representation on screen that really hadn't been done in the way that it was. And aside from Blade, which you got to give Blade credit as well. I mean, rep- representation is not actually like making an auteur-driven story. X2 it's is still... a little bit, a little bit auteur-driven. I, I don't know. I think also X two is and Blade were not MCU either. Like no, but if they're Marvel. We're keeping and it to just MCU because that's the fault. Then technically, yes, they are. <laughs> but like from a production wise, like Kevin Feige standing at the top and like mandating he you need to the X-Men. get these specific things. He produced the X-Men and now Patrick Stewart, Multiverse of Madness. From a production, from an above the line point, <laughs> they did not start off as the MCU brand. And the MCU ones are the ones that feel homogenous. And that's what people... I would also consider Iron Man to be a little bit more of an auteur film too. Like that feels the most individual of all the films because it was the first. Because it was the first one. And because, I mean, maybe we think that because we've seen so many other movies try to just copy it, but it doesn't mean that it began as like specifically anything better. I don't know. I think there's merits to both sides, but I don't think that I don't think the articles are meant to give these conversations, which is why I ask why this format for it? Why not ask them during a podcast or something that's they can't be like misquoted or taken out of, you know, the the way that people interpret these things and, and get angry about it never seems to help the conversation in itself. So to me, it's just People get angry nowadays online anonymously. People will get angry at anything, mm-hmm. and so you cannot. So the directors do it you because know? you can't let their anger affect the way that you're doing your job. If you want to know what Francis Ford Coppola thinks about Marvel movies as a journalist, but you then you need to it ask was that question. An editor that was going to him saying to ask the question because it gets clicks. You're confusing because which one is it? You can't have both. So the very first one that asked Martin Scorsese that kind of launched this. I'm not going to ask if I get to interview Michael Keaton, right? For, for Batman. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to ask is what do you think of the DCEU? Yeah. That's the last question I'm going to ask. Right. But that's probably one that'll get the most clicks. Right. So that right there tells you. But so I'm, I'm saying that the very first guy that had the idea to ask Scorsese, like, what he thinks about the MCU that started this whole train, mm-hmm. they probably just were kind of curious or they just kind of wanted to poke the bear. They like they wanted to do something just a little bit fun mm-hmm. that has since devolved into like people getting angry. And now, like, we're there. But, you know, as a journalist, you can't let angry people dictate what you're afraid. That's exactly what they're doing. They're letting the angry people dictate the clicks and what they get to ask. If you still want to know, you got to ask. But I don't think they want to know. I think the angry people want want more anger. It's anger feeding, in my opinion. It's not it's not valid because it's only coming from a place of I want to get clicks and make people have a angry conversation rather than this would be really engaging. I think people will be very you know nuanced in how they talk about it. Yeah, I think there's just a level of, of both that. I, I just I hope that the directors are are not I doubt their egos are super shot with this kind of stuff. No. If anything, they're like, now go see my movie. You know, like they'll just promote what they want to do. Yeah, well, so why did we have an interview with Ford Coppola no, anyway? What's he doing now? <laughs> That's the weird thing, right? Well, I'll probably look into that later, but there's there was more to it. Man, how long have we been going? Oh wow, we've been going over an hour already. That's good. We right. had a good time than this. Let's uh let's cut really quick and say you guys should check out our merch by going to the link tree thing at the bottom of Gaggle of Geeks. We've got weird stuff that you know, you know, things. We've got a video that we used to put on, but once we get more um stuff 
pre-recorded and in sketches. We'll we'll go from there. And of course, make sure that you subscribe to the Patreon. Go to iTunes, like, rate, review, do all of that stuff. And of course, you'll check out all of our links in the descriptions to follow both of us. Now let's move to the last bit of the show, which are our weekly segment that you introduced, which I'm very grateful for. This has been fun. Is the Road to Vengeance. And we're talking about the uh, video game adaptations of Batman, which I didn't change on this because I was like, that's not what it is. As we count down to the Batman, Matt Reeves's, we are looking at all the different versions of Batman that we have had through the years on film, on the small screen and on the video game screen. And the video game screen, maybe it's not like the biggest sell. I mean, especially if you're talking about pre-Arkham games, like Batman wasn't really... Yeah. A huge part of it. There was the Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. I don't know if you ever played that Injustice. game. Injustice. Well, or wait, wait, wait. That, before yeah, that, before Injustice Gods Among Us. Versus... That's right. Because Capcom versus Marvel mm-hmm. and then Mortal Kombat versus DC. And it was heroic brutality yeah. oh because my gosh, Superman yeah. doesn't kill people. Because we'll talk more about that. But okay. even before then, we had Nintendo and Super Nintendo were putting out Tim Burton games. Yeah. So there was an I original Batman. There was an animated series Batman and Robin game that had come out. Didn't have that one. They had a Batman Forever game that just I could forever never get past one level. That's just one of those movie tie-in games that we got throughout the like turn of the century, like late 90s, early 2000s. Every big movie was also just a bad video game. Yeah. You talk about you, those bad video games are fun, though. But that's a like whole nother conversation. Games are silly. We talked about video like movies that were based on video games, not knowing how to change and not being able to adapt. Mm. Video games that were based on movies had the same problem. Like they are all bad, too. Yeah, well, if they didn't think they needed to put story into it, unless they had to just put in like quick notes to catch you up on what level you're about to be, right? Right. Oh, the Riddler just took Chase Meridian. You're going to have to help. Oh, I remember that part in the movie. I know where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, it's like level two, and they're going to have like a battering round. You just throw batterings at a wall (laughs) a number of times, and hopefully you get like extra points for the next level. Yeah, that sounds right. They They didn't go too deep into those. But I think after that, I believe there was maybe something in the Super Nintendo. We could probably look this up, too. But it wasn't until Arkham came out that things really changed. What did you think of the um, what was it called? Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe game? Oh, it was good. Yeah, that's that was the first thing that brought me back to Mortal Kombat since like I had Mortal Kombat 2 on the Sega Genesis because I was seeing my DC heroes and and it had a plot behind it. I remember like I played it years ago and then just like a couple years ago, I Googled uh, on or I YouTube just like the different cutscenes and seeing all that mm. was fun to see them. Like I just kind of watched the story of the video game again, how all the DC heroes were brought into the Mortal Kombat arena there was that was, that was when captain marvel could be captain marvel they didn't call shazam captain they call him shazam now but yeah in that it was captain marvel yeah was he was pretty ca- good in his yeah when did that official change when the movie. that was recent it was it was the movie more than anything wow mm-hmm. that sucks because yeah. he i mean he had been known as both captain marvel comics. doesn't sound as right as shazam now right you know what i mean i feel like shazam it, it's Sure, it's not the same name as it was at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it makes more sense now. Shazam. He's not. Why is he a captain? That's confusing. <laughs> like he's a little boy. Like, <laughs> how did that work? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, there was more that came out. I believe a bunch on of video games game just Boy. called Batman. 
Yeah. Batman, Batman. Oh yeah, Batman. they did a Batman Return of the Joker game uh, from Batman Beyond. Okay. Which is really cool. Uh, they did a Batman Returns game. Batman I remember series. that one. <laughs> Let's see. Batman Forever. Was there a Batman and Robin? No. Oh, yep, there was. Oh, yep. no. That was on PlayStation 2. Oh, no. Movie tie-ins. Yep, Batman Forever, the arcade game. Uh, Gotham City Racer. That's the one I was thinking of. So this one was always playing at, like, uh, an arcade area. It was that big one that you would just climb into. Mm -hmm. and it was, like, You're in the Batmobile. So that was fun. Like I, I always love those games. Like if there was, if I had a million dollars, right, and I could get a house first and all that stuff and the sure. things that are basic necessities, and I could splurge on one like used eBay thing. Okay, it'd be one of one of like the big things that you hop into and play a video game inside of. We had an accident again. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, what else? Dark Tomorrow. Batman Dark Tomorrow was on nope. GameCube. Uh, Toxic Chill, The Rise of Sinzu. And then they put out a Batman Begins game, which is interesting. Movie tie-ins. Lego Batman. Lego Batman, good. the video game. This is where I'm back. So before we get into, because right after this is where it gets We good, get to Arkham, but, yeah. yeah. But Lego, the Lego video games that were coming out between like 05 and 10, where it started with Lego Star Wars, mm -hmm. the best Star Wars video. Do I mean that? There's some good Star Wars video games. I think the best Star Wars video game that I ever played was the first Lego Star Wars. But getting like wow. the, the Lego of it all and like seeing that fresh comedy. Then it was at Lego Indiana Jones. Then it was Lego Batman. Then it was Lego Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And then we started realizing, oh, this is a lot of DC or uh, Warner Brother properties. And then we got the Lego movie where a bunch wow. of like Warner Brother properties were also there. Anyway, the, the Lego thing mm -hmm. was strong. And the Lego Batman game was better than I think it gets credit for because it's just kind of like nestled in the middle of some better Lego games. Still yeah. very, very good. Well, the movie also doesn't get enough credit that it deserves for the Batman. Lego like movie. Lego Batman movie? I think it was really good. Yeah. It had a lot of good like references and it was it was funny. Uh, those those, those movies good. in general are just like a little too chaotic for my taste. Um, like, So you, you have ADHD? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like those movies are built for someone that has even for ADHD. me hd i can't it's there it's is the something quick, happening it's the rapid humor all that the i time. can't handle you oh, know okay. what i mean like the but the visuals stuff. do they work for you like mitchell mm. did you you love mitchell's versus machines right oh yeah I like that's that. in the same brand or of like, like into the spider-verse that's too much well. no spider-verse was more toned down spider-verse okay, everything spider -verse was pretty intentional spider-verse okay yeah. okay we're we agree there yeah what else is there well, we got to talk about Arkham. So Asylum yeah, Arkham comes out, next. changes the game. Most everybody wants to play this. Then oh, Arkham yeah. City comes out and blows everything up, in my opinion. I think Arkham City is what really mm -hmm. established that franchise as being so good. Asylum was one of the ones where it like broke the video game fourth wall, too. Like you were fighting mm -hmm. Scarecrow, and he like turns off, like he pretends to turn off your console. Or like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, as far as like a horror element that just like, pops up in a game wonderful or the, the end screens when you die by whatever villain they just come up to you and like just say like stupid dick <laughs> and then like cuts to your reset and you have to go mm -hmm. back to your square one but those two games were incredible arkham knight in my opinion not so much and we we should also include arkham origins too and which i don't think was that bad actually. knight is where we get into the ones that I haven't played. So I can't. Did you watch or did you do uh, origins? I played a, like a little bit. I never owned it myself. Origins so. wasn't too bad. Arkham Knight. It was a little bit too Batmobile heavy. Okay. 
made the entire thing feel sluggish because you just have to keep doing Batmobile trophies to get to whatever thing. I'm still stuck on. Was it doing Grand Theft Auto? Like, is that what they were no, trying to? No, I don't think they. I don't think they. That car's good enough for <laughs> Grand Theft Auto cars aren't very good either. Right. To be fair, but that one. Well, final thoughts, I guess, with the with the Batman video games, we'll close out. I, I really like the video games opened up Batman to a whole nother window of people, right? Like everyone sees the movies, but like you see a different kind of Batman. That's why Batman, to me, is the best superhero to adapt. Like and mm. when we talk about media, when we talk about anything like that, Batman's the most interesting because he has the most versatility. You can do the you can have a funny Lego Batman, you can have a campy Adam West Batman, you can have a hyper serious hopefully the Batman Matt Reeves. You can mm. like toe the line somewhere in between. But like he could be a detective. He could be like so the Telltale series is one we didn't get to either. Those oh, yeah, yeah. those became famous with The Walking Dead and doing a comic book style. And then when we did like a, it continued its comic book style for a telltale Batman that allowed you to kind of make Batman who you wanted him to be. Yeah. And that's why Batman's cool. When I see a Spider-Man that does like a weird, I mean, I don't know if I ever have seen a weird dark Spider-Man, but like, I don't want to see a weird dark Spider-Man, mm. but, but Batman can do, he was just like mean and snarky ish. But like the the inner dialogue that he had, the inner monologue that he had when he was Spider-Man and just like making fun of, he, his villains mm. that was a, that's a spider-man thing right yeah. but like spider-man you can't tread too far off the beaten path batman yeah. you can do anything and video games were a whole nother alley for us to do something weird with batman and they really gave you the detective side of batman like yep the, which we all, haven't seen on film until until now hopefully. and we're gonna get some dang riddler trophies that we're gonna this movie's three hours long because there's so many riddler trophies that he's gonna have to collect and <laughs> you will not be able to finish until they're all collected yeah <laughs> But I do think all of the characters that they brought into it, they were both uh, accurate to the animated series, to the comics, and they were all kind of an homage to like what we've seen in previous ones, in the games even. Mm -hmm. um, I love that they have a Joker that's completely different from the, from the animated, though familiar with Mark Hamill, mm -hmm. but his performance is on another level. It might be one of the best uh, video game performances I've ever seen or yeah. like heard i guess yeah, yeah. like that I, and the entire arkham city was incredible and arkham knight the thing that really struck me that i enjoyed was having him come back as a ghost basically haunting batman through the entire thing yeah worked perfectly and i think that there's a lot more to come with this i i don't know if they're going to be in this new rocksteady um they kill the justice league thing have you seen you've heard about this yeah i've heard of it and they're 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 working on that and it should be getting released and there's a uh arkham oh what is it arkham knights which is going to have batgirl robin and nightwing all involved no okay. batman red hood not batman he's already dead like the batman family yeah yeah, yeah. the bat family alfred's going to show up with a mask and a gun well so i mean assault on arkham which is maybe my favorite batman adjacent animated movie behind mask of the phantasm mm. takes a lot of inspiration from these arkham video games oh. as opposed to like necessarily strictly the comics or strictly the animated universe that was already there nice I, i'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for batman in all variations you know the one that we haven't talked about yet though which i guess we'll have one more week so maybe we can delve into it batman in the comics right we haven't talked about like the right where he starts funny enough yeah. the original like how it all began yeah yeah so we will be talking about that in fact you've you've read some 
Batman comics, right? Uh, We've got some favorite yeah. favorites that we can talk about. Yeah. But um, with that, that's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you for sticking with us, especially through the technical difficulties. Cole, where can the people find you? Inca Magazine, I-N-Q-U-A-Mag.com, and then Twitter, at Cole Wissinger. And check out the uh, Friday film stuff on ABC4. You can find me on patchbadyreviews.com. And again, make sure that you are liking, rating, reviewing us. It goes a very long way. And check out the Patreon where we'll be adding fun new things later on. And I'll probably add a, a couple reactions to a movie that we might be seeing next week. Oh, I'm so ready for it. <laughs> See you guys. 